Hey everyone, it's Rebecca. You're listening to Superwomen. Today's guest is Lisa Jacobs, the founder of Imagine It Done. If you thought that you knew everything there was to know about decluttering your life, guess what? You don't because Lisa is here to not only share her journey with us, but to show us how we can remove this stuff and crap and live a better life. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be a part of this. So I would love for you to say a little bit about what Imagine It Done is today, but I then want to get into how you even had this idea. Oh, great. Okay. So Imagine It Done today is a whole different look than Imagine It Done in 2004 when I incorporated, which is so interesting because it just tells the tale of how you can make a plan and God laughs. And I didn't even make a plan. All I did was start out and set out to do something that I loved, a passion. So it started out as a mom and pop operation. In 2004, I was 48 years old and I decided to do what I loved to do. I was ready to go back into the workforce. I love to work. Uh, It energizes me. It keeps me sane. And I needed to digress from being, or just add, actually, to my bio of being a full-time mom. And I wasn't a wife anymore since I got divorced at that point. And I, I figured that, you know what, why not work, which is what I love to do. My kids were at an age where they really didn't need me as much. So I thought, what am I going to do? I was in advertising in the model agency business prior So I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going back to working for an advertising agency. So what can I do that I do the best? And I had moved my family and myself at this point six times. And I always felt passion in organizing, decluttering, editing, setting up, and then also changing, making a change that was very exciting because it was new. It was very difficult, but I love to overcome the obstacles. I'm the kind of person actually that believes that I could always fit something square into round and I'll do whatever it takes to set it up. So there I was just going for it. And I did not even set up the business. It was organic. I didn't even set it up with a lawyer and everything that is you need to set a business up with. And I did not have any help. I didn't have any financial help or any administrative help, nothing. I just decided to start actually doing what I love to do, organizing for other people. And I was lucky that I had a sister that owned a local store and her clients in the store were coming in to buy home accessories and we, they, she actually promoted me, you know, if you're moving, my sister's really good at that, blah, blah, blah. So I just decided to, when there was a, an opportunity to go for it, literally did not know what I was doing in a format. You know, I mean, I just knew that I love to do it because I did it for myself. So I didn't charge people. And it was, this was prior to 2004. And then it was in 2004 that I decided to actually format it. And I was told, I didn't even realize this, oh, I've got to go to a lawyer. Oh, I've got to set it up with a bank. I've got to go to an accountant. You know, all of the little things that you need to set up a business. And I literally made a gazillion mistakes. I didn't even know how to present myself to the lawyer. And it's a really good beginning to 
the challenges that I faced because that's creating a business. That's not creating and just doing a hobby. And that's the big difference. And everybody always says in life, you know, when people are interested in working, well, you know what, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And if you have a passion, you could just turn it into a business. Well, all those things are really great ideals because yeah, you can turn it into a business, but then what? So, um, you know, I just want to like stop for a second and like let everybody know that having a business is such a wonderful way to live your life as an, you know, and something to like aspire to and to be proud of yourself for. But it's like a kid in a candy store. People want, 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 but they don't really know what they need to be successful at it. Unless you resign yourself to the fact that like I did before I, you know, incorporated, well, I'll just do this because I love to do it. And the hobby turned into a business and then it just catapulted People would say to me in the first like five years, they would go like, where are you going from here? What are you doing? You know, you're really good at what you do. And I kind of didn't want to think about it because it, it takes away from the passion when you have to think about, do you want to be successful? Do you want to make this? Do you want to scale this business? Do you want to enterprise in this business? Where are you going from here? I didn't know. So I didn't even have answers for anybody. So I just kept on doing what I was doing until I knew that there was something missing. I actually like, it was like uh, something that went off in my head thinking that, you know what, I got to tighten this up here. I I've got to like call in help. I, I, I need the back end of my business is not moving right. Um, uh, I, I know that I am not scaling it. I know that I can't make any more money doing what I'm doing because I'm just in the service business. That's what I was thinking about as you're telling the story, like your unique skill is probably at, at first is you. And I'm sure for those who are listening, who are solo entrepreneurs, how did you multiply yourself? Because you can only go to so many houses and do your magic. So how did you find a team that could learn your method and, and train them? And how do you, how do you do all that? Yeah, this is such a great question because this is definitely the core of business 101. How do you really start a business and enterprise? My dad would always say to me, by the way, which is very inspirational, an idea is only as good as its execution. And I always took that with me. And I think it, it did not hit home until the point where there was something inside of me that I just felt, oh, my father was looking down and said like, you know what, you just like better button yourself up and, and get yourself together and do some things differently. As I'm saying this to you, it's interesting because even though I knew it, I didn't know how to do it. Donnie Deutsch had a show that was called The Big Idea. And I remember I used to listen to that show with such open ears because he had guests on that were small business owners. They actually gave you information, the listener information about how to enterprise and the failures, just like what we're doing now, the, the talk that we're having now and the way Masterclass tries to be, except it stopped. <laughs> there was no more Donnie Dodge doing the big idea. And I literally did not know what I was doing. And it, the way in which I learned was, and just what you said, like you, you are the brand, you are in the service business. How do you multiply that? I actually listened to my son, my um, older son, 
when I said to him, do you know anybody that could help me scale my business and take over the back end of the business? He said, Ma, it, I can do it. And I was laughing, Jesse, like, you didn't do so great in your SATs. How are you going to help me with this? Mom, in hospitality, my whole life, of course I could do this. And I let him go for it. And let me tell you something, that the rest is history because he's the one that said, here's how we have to scale the business. Ma, you can't do this anymore. You're, the, you're behind the brand. You're the creative end of this business. We got to bring staff in. And until this point, Rebecca, I was just really hiring people freelance now and then. Nobody was interested, or nor did I actually even encourage people to be interested to, to, to be more full-time with me. And so I decided to reach out to people that I knew that were doing similar you know, uh, tasks that I was doing, interested in organization. And prior to this, by the way, I did have visibility. So it, it wasn't like I started from scratch again. I just actually catapulted and moved in a different direction. And, and word got around. And I mean, it's, I, I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit. It took a little bit longer, but word did get around that I was interested. There was no uh, formatted dynamic that happened where I was like advertising for people because another thing that I didn't know is social media. There's more, by the way, that I didn't know than what I did know. I didn't know how to get those parts together to grow. I knew that I was good at what I was doing. I knew that I loved what I was doing. I knew it was definitely more than a hobby now. I knew that I wanted to take the risks, the financial, emotional, and practical risks to enterprise. I felt more comforted that my son was with me that he was able to direct me. And because I am a very good networker, I did meet people that I knew I wanted to have on board. And make no mistake, that turnaround for the staff from that point five years ago is a whole different staff than I have today. And Lisa Jacobs, me, I'm a whole different person than I was then. And I learned one step at a time. Yeah. I think it's important that you outline that journey because becoming and having a business can be daunting. Um, I definitely want to get into the belly of the beast, which is we've all been home for now over a year. And, you know, obviously what you do is in person and it's you and your team. But for those of you who might not have the funds or aren't in New York or, you know, places where you and your team are, what are some steps they can do to change their environment that are easy to do? And what does it do to their mental state, first and foremost, when they declutter? That is the, the mission statement is it does so much to a person's life. And when I say that an organized space is an organized mind is an organized life, I mean it. It's not because I read it somewhere. It's because I live, breathe, and I've seen firsthand how it changes your life. And every single day, you realize that the, there is so much clutter and there's so much chaos around you. And people take for granted the importance of your personal space. And again, like I could focus, I know I'm going in a lot of different directions because it has so much to do with my past and developing the business that it's reinforced the importance of organization. I always knew 
because of moving my family, three kids who are now all adults, so many times and being a single mom, I knew the importance of having an organized space, not just a schedule, but an organized space because the dynamic of raising kids was so chaotic. And I saw how more simplistic it got and effective to make me a more concentrated and, and organized person in my day-to-day life by my space and how much better I felt about my space. You can talk to talk and tell people, you know, like Marie Kondo, that, you know, it's, it's so peaceful to have a tranquil environment and the aesthetics are so important. And it's all talk until people actually see it happening to them. And at this point now, what's so great is that people really do understand it because of what I'm imparting on my Instagram all the time, educating people. And it's all authentic. It's all, you know, organic stuff. It's not because uh, I think that it's a great way to enterprise and monetize. It's because I know that when you walk in and I live and breathe it every single day and, and your entryway is cluttered and you Uh, have to move things around to get into the rest of your home. And you're always looking for things and you're always losing things. And so, and you're wasting time. Time's a commodity. We all need more time than we have. Let me interrupt you because I'd love to give some tactical tips and tricks for those who might never be able to avail themselves. Like if you said, okay, when you look at your closet, these are the three things you can do or decluttering your kitchen, throw out A, B, and C. And that way people can go, okay, that I can do. That makes sense. Right. So, okay. So first of all, you have to sign on, you know, you've got to be willing to do this. So if somebody says like, I'm really ready, I really want to figure out like how to do this in your own closet space. The first thing you could do is take a look at it. That's the first thing. Take a look at your space. I always say, step back, step back from your closet, Go to the entryway of your closet, take a look at really what it's all about. And then while you're taking a look at it, you look to see what you have. And I guarantee when you look to see everything that you have, you will say, wait, why do I have 10 pairs of black and white jeans? Like, why do I have, why are my shoes on the floor? Why are my shoes in shoeboxes? I can't even see what I have. So the first step is to decide that you've got to start going through. You've got to start editing. That is the best place to start in a closet. Go through your stuff. Make sure that you have enough time and don't overwhelm your stuff. Don't consider that you're going to re, you know, invent the wheel in a day. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Never having done it before, be realistic, set realistic goals. So start by taking things out, categorizing them as the next step, which is the most effective way to see what you have, because if you have things all over the place until you categorize, you don't see the quantity. And we get this all the time with people when they're going around, when we're doing the edit phase, let's just say, and it's not in in the closet. Well, let's say it's in the entryway closet. That's a clear example. And they're looking for their coats. They have to go through the whole apartment. They'll find coats everywhere. And then when they finalize and they get into a category and they put it in a pile, they go like, wait, why did I need so many ski jackets. That's so silly that you didn't know you had so many. That's why you you kept on buying more, you know, out of sight, out of mind. When we came down to temporarily live in Florida, I came with 5% of my closet and I'm living just fine. And it scares the crap out of me that when I move home, 
all this stuff that I've lived without, haven't thought about, can't even tell you if you said what's in your closet, like I don't need it. And and I think that was a reality that probably dawned on most people that you don't need most of what you have. And if you probably pare it down to those essentials, you'll be happier just looking at it, outfit choices, you know, every day. Oh, that is so true. And again, people don't realize that because we're just overwhelmed with so much stuff. So, and then again, like when, like you said, not until you actually like didn't live with as much stuff, did you realize I really don't need it. But again, it's, if I were to say to a client before we started the process, if I were to say it to them without them starting to do it, they would say like, I don't think so. Like I love all my stuff. Well, until they realize that when they have less, less is more. Like all of these expressions don't make sense until you really live it. And then you realize, like I could tell you when I was pregnant with all my kids, I loved it so much because I had less choices. I didn't have to worry about every day what I was going to wear. And also you just realize how much besides the time in getting dressed, you realize like it just, you don't need it. There's no reason day to day that everybody has so much stuff. So it's a brilliant point. And again, if everybody were to subscribe to this, then they probably wouldn't need an organizer. But <laughs> although you still do need an organizer because you it's do all about- because because you need that other voice of you get rid of this. This needs to go. I mean, like what you did just to my drawers in my kitchen. I was like, oh, I never could have done that, and I could have thrown it all away. But it wouldn't have been what you did. So I I do think that getting that other set of eyeballs that doesn't have emotion connected to someone's stuff, I think is so key because we, I have emotional connections to the plastic spoons my kids have, but like they need to be thrown out. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And when you hear somebody, first of all, when you get into the, the zone and you're actually subscribing to, you know what, I'm ready, I'm decluttering, I'm editing, I really want a change of life experience here. You know, whatever it might be, whether it be a move, whether it be a refresh, whether it be just like, you know, you just want to change your uh, aesthetics in your place. It doesn't matter. Once you get into it, you literally get into a zone. Somebody else's voice is so, it's like going to a therapist and hearing somebody else say something to you. And rather than your mother, for instance, that becomes so impactful that you just go, by the time that you're done editing a space, you go like, okay, where are we going next? I'm ready. Like, let's go. You, you, the momentum grows and you really feel it's an interesting experience. I, and that's where the Marie Kondo thing comes in because the act of giving away actually does create a sense of peace for you. And that's what sets you in motion for realizing that an organized space is an organized mind is an organized life, because then you step outside your space and you'll feel different. You'll feel different in the way you look, the way you act, um, the way you're setting up your space, the way you talk to your children, because when the kids are looking for something, it's going to have a method and a system where it is. All of these things go into creating a successful project. And by the way, getting back to your kitchen, expiration dates are crucial and in your, in your bathroom, so important. Now, what happens when somebody that is interested in doing it by themselves Number one, they don't have the knowledge of all the different steps that go into A to Z to create a successful organizational project. Number two, somebody else that has the knowledge will direct you. It's a lot easier to get things done when you've got somebody directing you, not necessarily didactically where they're telling you you have to do this, but they're explaining to you the purpose of it. 
Why do we have to get rid of spices, condiments, or food in your refrigerator? Why? Because it's expired. You know, people really don't even know that. And I mean, why do I have to get rid of shoes that I love that are expensive, but I haven't worn them and I really can't even fit into them anymore? Why? Because you're living in the present, not in the past. These are all the things that we, the information that we give to our clients in our day-to-day organizational process. And I mean, not saying everybody needs this, but this is from A to Z. This is the way to really impact people's lives and, and make it so successful when you start from the very beginning. So there's always a rhyme and reason why we do what we do. And it's much easier when you've got a set of rules to follow to get it done. And it's much easier when you have a companion and or an expert directing you. It's like I say to people, you could do your taxes online, but why not hire an accountant and then you get money back <laughs> or you won't have make you won't make mistakes. You know, it's like the same concept about hiring staff and people that know what they're doing. Okay, everyone, before we jump back into this week's episode, I want to take a second to remind you that my new book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success is available for pre-order right now. I am so excited to share this with you. It is my journey of the last 15 years where I had to break the rules, throw them out, rewrite them to achieve success, and I'm sharing this all with you. If you love this podcast, you will love this book. You're going to learn how to take on new challenges, overcome fear, and break barriers in order to reach your goals. You can pre-order it wherever books are sold, and if you email your receipt to fearless at rebeccaminkoff.com, you get the cost of the book as a credit on my site, so it's a win-win. So what are you going to do? Pre-order my book now, Fearless, wherever books are sold. So I would love to hear, you know, from you a time when either personally or professionally where it was really hard and you weren't quite sure how you'd overcome it and and how you got through that time. So clearly the most impressionable part of my life that was extremely challenging. There were two different episodes. There was my divorce and then there was a relationship that failed. Those two challenges were setbacks that led me to who I am today. In other words, the setbacks led me to success, led me to believe so much more in myself, to make me so much more confident and and focused and realistic about who I am. People have a tendency, not everybody, obviously, but especially in relationships to not look at who you are in a relationship, you get caught up in a, in the relationship. And, and I had three children. So that was, I literally was thrown upside down and I actually did not go to therapy for it. I wanted to look within myself and overcome whatever pain I was suffering. It literally just gave me so much thicker skin. And I never think about it to this day as being a setback. And I don't, I think about the pain very, very quickly because I truly believe just like, why is the, your windshield bigger than your rear view mirror? I'm always looking forward in life 
and I don't look back. And if I do, it's for a fleeting moment with just a picture in my mind, but not heartache or anything like that. I really look at it as being, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. And I would not be the businesswoman that I am today and the leader of my family and have a team that I work with in my business and always the aspirational side of me if I were to just have stayed where I was and settled for mediocrity. I knew that there were things wrong and rather than succumb to mediocrity, I just knew I needed to make it better. And it's the reward may not be right away, but it's down the road. The reward is just vast. And I was such a great role model as a result to my children. The fortitude I showed them, this is life. You know, you guys, like without having to say it, but showing it to them, because I believe that leaders really teach by example, not just by words. That's how it affects people in in their development. And to this day, I know that I've done the best that I could as a mom, um, showing them that I overcame and I'm still, and their dad is still their dad and the mom is still the mom, the ex-boyfriend, he's out of the picture. (laughs) And I'm a much better person and happier person for that. I just, I want everybody to know that, you know, really what doesn't kill you, it does make you stronger. Again, it's not just a song, it is life. And we're facing challenges every single solitary day. And if you can't really turn to yourself and figure it out yourself, you can still live on, yes. But the next challenge is going to affect you even more. Every time that scar tissue gets deeper and thicker and thicker, and you've just got to believe in yourself. And that's for me, success, not monetary success. That's for me what a successful person is about. You know, our, our society is so materialistic. It should not have to be on, you know, how many Instagram followers you have and what is your net in your business? You know, what do you net every year? It's really, because at the end of the day, we're all going to be in the same place. So it's really how you go, the steps you go through from A to Z. And if you can be that leader, not just the leader of the pack, but the leader for yourself. I love that. Thank you for sharing that and 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 getting open and personal with your relationships. And I do agree, you know, it's easy to say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but every single one of my failures I've experienced in my life has definitely taught me a lesson, which makes me stronger at the end. So before we wrap, I always love to find out surprising things about the women I interview. So what is something we'd be surprised to know about you? Do you have any messy corners in your house or or something we'd be shocked to hear? As organized as, my, as I am in my day-to-day life, and I literally cannot even, uh, I can't even finish the day or the evening without every single thing in its place. However, there are hidden areas. And it's not that it's intentional. It's just overlooked. And so that's the human part of me. And I'm not saying that it's like, I'm proud of that. What I am proud of is that I get to it. Uh, I get to it and I, I organize what I find to be disorganized. So yesterday was, this is a clear example. So fabulous because I had Rachel with me, my assistant, and I've been dying to organize, but I haven't had the time. There is a buffet piece in my dining room. And I said to her, let's just do like a, um, a video of organization because a lot of people don't even know what goes in that serve a buffet piece because we don't really story it too much. So I figured, let's just figure it out. Opened up the serve a piece. I said, 
oh my God, I, you know what? If this gives me such anxiety, we got to get this done now. I said, this is such a clear example of what we do with other people. She sat there. Okay. What is this? What is this? Do you need this? Oh, there's so many of this. This is broken. And like, sometimes I had an answer like, no, 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 I want to keep that. No, no, no. That was my kids, what they gave me. And actually within an hour's time, we completely edited out everything, put it in piles, cleaned it out, reorganized it. And I have a great video to show for it. And I felt so cleansed. That was actually my albatross. I was leaving it to happen one day. And so there is a space that was disorganized in my life. That space has been bothering me. Every other space in my home, I tend to get to. And then there are like little things from time to time where I get a little bit foggy, but I don't think that that's disorganization. I think that's age. <laughs> so the, the one thing that I must say is that everybody's got a little space that they almost take some, some people, I don't take comfort in it. Some people take comfort in it and I give it to them. If that, if you're comfortable with this being disorganized, as long as it's not affecting your day to day and you could live with it, that's fine. But nobody and nobody, not, but, and nobody is perfect. I love we are that. not, we're not a before and after Instagram photo. Come on, let's face it. We all we're- have imperfections. Live with it. We we are definitely not a before and after. We are usually a before most of the time. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much. I can't wait for everyone to begin to look around their space, pick an area they can declutter, see how it helps their mental state. I know it's helped mine a ton. Begin to follow you on Instagram at Imagine It Done. We'll put you in the show notes, of course, so that people who can avail themselves of your services definitely get to. I highly recommend it. It is painful but it ends in a good way. It's the kind of uh, what doesn't hurt you makes you feel better. (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh my God. And it's not about only the before and after, it's the during. The during process is a lot of fun and it takes you back sometimes in times. And it gives you a sense of memory that you have not looked at. So there's a lot that goes on between the before and after. I encourage everybody to subscribe. (laughs) Thanks, Lisa. Oh, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to head over to RebeccaMinkoff.com. Show your love and support for the brand. Buy something for yourself. Buy something for another. And also don't forget to try my new fragrance. Again, it is available at all Nordstrom, Macy's, Scentbirds, and Birch Boxes, as well as our site.